This is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. Welcome to Flavor of Leadership, episode number 31. It is my pleasure today to have Travis Hoops here on the show with us today. And yes, you did hear the name right. It is another Hoops on the show. So grateful to have my another one of my brothers, Travis, here on the show with us today. Welcome, Travis. Awesome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Travis, he, he works for a skilled nursing and rehabilitation center here in our town. He has over 100 employees. He has had many, many employees over the years. Many years of experience leading people in, in various settings. So grateful that he would take the time to to come and be on the show with us. So so welcome. We're excited to hear from you. Awesome. I'm excited to have this discussion today. Excellent. Well, the reason one of the main reasons I brought Travis on the show today, Travis, Travis is one of those people that is known for having a great culture within his operations where he has worked. And and it's something that really has been tried to be replicated by other people in other places and just always been so impressed by by what he he's been able to create. And there are so many people that love working with him and the teams that he creates. In the end, he has so many people that that like to work for him. And in turn, because they like working for him, the people that work that that work for them, his managers, they are loved by their people in turn. And so that culture that he has within his operation and once he's had in the past, that's what we want to talk about today. So to start off the show, we have talked about culture in many of our episodes. And I always want to kind of revisit, you know, what is culture? So when we talk about culture in our sense today, Travis, what, do you, what when you think about culture, what do you think about? I actually, yesterday was doing a new hire orientation just yesterday, and we were talking about culture and what does that mean? And regardless if we want a culture or trying to make a culture, you're going to have a culture no matter what. There's not any group or organization or family or anything that doesn't have a culture. So either it just happens to you or you happen to it kind of basically. Yeah, oh, it totally is. Yeah, you decide. I mean, you have the opportunity to define what that is. You can always change it. You can always do all sorts of things, but what it does is it takes repetition and it really takes a lifetime to improve a culture. You know, I say that facetiously a little bit because you don't have a lifetime always, right? But I, as we talk about like a family, we've had a lifetime that we've created our own culture, right? We either talk too much, we talk too little, we don't talk at all. You know, whatever that culture is, it's, it's taken time to, to get there. You know, the interesting thing about culture it's essentially, you know, what we're trying to become and what we intentionally try to do, or it's just, like you said, it's, it's what just kind of happens. And it's kind of how we're known in a way, it seems. And every person, the way that I see it, every person impacts it. You talk about a family. We just recently had a, had a new little baby in our family. And, and it's funny how, even though she's small, it already impacts the way our family operates and, and who we are. And, and and so it's it's kind of funny how every member of the team impacts the culture. Yep. And when you talk about culture, you just said it affects who we are. That's how I would describe culture is it's it's what we are. You know, it's what we're about. It's what we're striving for. Right. And so when we talk about culture, especially in a work setting, you're totally it's what you do. 
you know, this is, this is who we are. And this is the type of people that we want to become. This is the type of people that we're trying to attract. I love it. There's not, it's not like there is some like perfect culture. Everybody needs to be like this. Is there? I mean, is there like some perfect culture out there or? You know, I always like to compare it to traveling the world or people in general. You know, the best types of cultures, the best types of cities are what? Cities that have lots to offer, right? They have this place down here that this, you know, this culture down here, this type of food. The variation. Totally. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing you have, you know, as you think about it, like if we have a hundred plus employees, you're dealing with a hundred plus lives. Then you're dealing with your customers. And in my setting, you know, we have a group of people that live there at the care center. And then you have the employees and the residents, families beyond that. I mean, you're just dealing with so many people and so many cultures and different things like that. And that really and is hundreds and hundreds of lives are impacted. Totally. Yeah. And in and for better, for worse, right? And so that's when I talk about culture. The variation of culture is what makes things awesome. So we were talking about culture, you know, in in your current setting. You have I mean, let's let's talk a little about that. I mean, you have over a hundred employees, and obviously they're not all there at the same time. Whereas we have other people that work in other offices that, you know, the entire team is there from nine to five every day. And so everyone's there. And so in that setting, you know, what's what's the difference between a setting like that, an office setting where people are there from nine to five, same group every day versus a large group like yours that spread out 24 seven? So there's lots of different things. If you're working nine to five together every day, you're going to get you're going to get the good and bad and the ugly with everybody, right? And you're going to know them really well. We have a core group. It's called a department head group, right? That we meet every single day, every morning. And in that culture, we have a very strong friendship and we're friends even outside of work. You know, we've grown to have that. You know, there's that very core group that's that's really strong. And then we have, then that core group grows, right? And we have nurses on the floor, CNAs on the floor, you know, different, you know, we have housekeeping, we have dietary, all of these people are so important to our, our facility. We need everybody. And so building that culture sometimes might be a little more simple if they are all in the same room all the time, because you can kind of, can, you know, have that directive and kind of know where everybody's going all the time. So in this setting, when people are there 24-7, the night crew, I'm not there at night as much, and I'm going to have to have a lot of trust in them that they're doing the right things. And so that's really where it comes down to is it requires a lot more trust. And I'll dare say that's probably one of my hardest areas is, is getting to know people that I don't see all the time. You know, I mean, that's, that's one of the most difficult things, you know, for one, you want them to know that you care about them, but at the same time, it is hard. You can't spend 24-7 at work, right? It's just, it's not real. And so we try to do things, you know, that we go in and, and see them and things like that, but it's it's not often enough. And you have so many different shifts and so many different things that I can come in on Monday and only see a portion of that group that works at nights. And, you know, if I come on Wednesday, I get a different group, you know? So it's just, it can be difficult. So in that type of a setting, what do you do? What do you do for people? How do you as the leader of the entire operation help those people know that that you care about them and that the company cares about them. Yeah. How does how does that come through? Who do you who do you trust to do that? Yeah, the first thing is is you have to hire the right people and I don't want to sound cliché with all of that, but realistically cliche things are often the are often the, the true things, things right? The most true, yeah. Yeah. First off, you got to hire the right people. Those that staff that works the night, they got to be they got to be great. And and in my situation right now, 
They're amazing. They do a phenomenal job. We have some very strong leaders at night. That's awesome. So you need that first. But also, too, in my setting, you know, those department heads are so key. You know, they, I have a director of nursing that's just totally awesome. Like, I love working with him. And his name's Chris. And he actually does a really good job. He just goes and he'll, like, go buy some drinks and just take them to all the staff. He knows what they like. And he just goes and pops in and sees how they're doing and makes sure they're doing okay. You know, and, th- and that's the kind of stuff. It's, it, it is 100%. You know, you talk about culture and things of that sort. It is all about knowing these people as people. It really is what it really comes down to. A culture is driven by, by those relationships. And that's what we're all looking for. That's what everybody wants. You know, once again, cliche, they always say, you don't quit your job, you quit your boss, right? And it's the same thing. You know, these people, everybody wants to be known. Everybody wants to be relevant. You know, I mean, th- those are the things. And so that's very difficult. You know, it is, it is a hard thing when you're not seeing them 24-7. So is one easier, harder? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, they're just all so important. Yeah, I guess you just have, you have to trust people more at that point, right? I mean, and that's and and I think one of the biggest things, you know, we, we talked in an earlier episode about as a leader, you often have to be the CRO, the chief reminding officer from Patrick Lencioni. He talks about that. And that's what it is. And the same thing goes for culture. Like they need to know that you care over and over and over again. And having a leader, like in your case, Chris, who I happen to know, he's he's amazing and he's incredibly consistent with his people. And and so they know that he cares and he's continually letting people know how much you care. Yeah. I mean, I love what you said. I mean, I, I remember listening to that episode too, because it, it is totally, it is repetition. It's it's talking to people about the same things over and over, you know, as we talk about culture. So I love that. So one of the things right now that people are struggling with, I know, are, you know, coming off of, you know, 2020 with COVID, so many companies are still working remote now. We're not, you know, we're, we're not completely out of that. And some companies may end up continuing to work remote. Yeah. And that's, and that's becoming a more and more common thing. So we have more people than ever working remote. And so that changes the culture, changes the way that people work. And I know in your past as well, Travis, you used to work in, used to run a home health and hospice company where everything was done at home instead of in a facility like now. How were your challenges different then than they are now? So in that setting, this is really bad to say, but there was honestly employees that I had never even met. Isn't that weird? That'd be I, so easy for it to happen. Though. Oh, totally. I, I mean, mean, they're a PR, you know, they're an as needed employee and you just, you would never see them and they would either work on weird hours of the night or whatever it be. And and that, and that was like, you know, we probably had, I don't know, 40 employees there and there was probably two of them, maybe that one. I don't know. There wasn't a ton that I didn't know, but at the same time, the fact that I was there for a couple of years and I didn't know someone is, is out there for me, you know? So with that, I mean, it creates a whole nother setting. You have to be creative. And, and so with today's technology though, too, it also is a lot easier. You know, I, it wasn't that long ago that I worked there, but I think we need to find new strategies of, of doing something. You know, I don't think that working at home remotely, you know, in my setting, we can't do that because we're taking care of people. Right. But, you know, I think that remote, we've got to find new ways to do things. And that's what it really comes down to is that how do we have those meetings now? You know, is it a, you know, if you're living remote all over the U S you know, how often are you meeting? You know, you need to meet in person, but also how often are you meeting via Zoom or whatever platform you're going to do? Yeah. And if you don't have that communication that happens kind of on a whim, you know, some of that little communication times are the best. And and that's hard. Yeah. You can't have those as easy, you know, via technology. 
Yeah, and, and that's that's what's interesting. You know, you talk about the culture on a whim, we'll call it even, you know, that's what's interesting is because the greatest the greatest culture you have, and I hope that, you know, I think we do pretty well at this. I, I sit by the front desk. You know, I my office is right next to the front desk at our place. And it, you know, it's kind of like the watering hole where everybody comes. We have a, a receptionist there. Her name's Kathy, and she's just absolutely, I mean, just outstanding. She she everyone loves her, residents and staff members. And you just hear all sorts of things. You know, I know that this person likes to go and, you know, hang out with their family on the weekends, go water skiing or whatever it be. I mean, you hear it all. And those things are so essential to culture. If you want to talk about that way, you know, you know, we have social media and all these other ways to to connect. And that's something I've always, you know, social media, I'm not one that posts a lot or anything of that sort, but I do follow people because I like to know what they're doing. And it's a great way to connect with people on a different level. You know what I'm saying? You know kind of what they're doing, what their interests are and things like that. And so in real life, I'm able to connect with them better as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. In our world at Certified, 90% of our employees are out in the community as well, working on jobs. Very similar to the home health and hospice setting, right? Very similar to the home health and hospice setting. And we have we do have you know meetings and things that will happen. But even during COVID, we weren't able to have those. And so we had to get pretty creative. And we found we did have to, to start using some of these things. Some of our executive directors were finding times where they would they would start actually doing like videos and they would record themselves on videos and send them out to the staff. Like funny videos or like well, well more, like just, more just like uh, more just like helping to educate and talk. Yeah. Like, hey, this is what's happening. Give an update. Because like you said earlier, I think you said people want to know what's going on. Like employees, they want to know what's happening. And and it was one of those ways that we found shortly after COVID started People stopped knowing what was going on and they felt vulnerable, especially during that time. And so we were able to communicate in those ways. And it was fun to see how people would respond to some of their leaders just just sending a, a, a simple little video, you know, with their phone turned at them and send it off. And wow, it it helped people feel like everything was going to be good. Everything's going to be okay. And so it helped with the culture. So that's on that awesome. way for sure. Yeah. It's totally new creativity. You know, obviously the world is has changed a little bit and, and hopefully there's some good to it, I guess, you know, I mean, I can tell you a lot of stuff that might not be good, you know, but if there's things that we can improve on, you know, in that, with that type of communication, those are simple, simple things. So changing directions just a little bit, how have you found during times, like at the beginning, so let me rephrase it again, let me set it up a little bit again. We talked at the beginning about how if you don't, if you aren't intentional about the culture you want to create, it just kind of happens to you. You you have a culture either way, but you either determine what's going to be or you just let it happen. So I know in my past, I've had times where I have let it happen and times where I've been intentional. Have you had that happen in your past? And and, and what's, what's the difference in the way that things look? What happens when you just allow it to just go? I've had different times of culture. You know, I think, I think we all have it come and go all the time. It, honestly, if you talk about that chief reminding officer thing is so funny because that literally is what it's all about. You know, when you're parenting, it's the exact same thing. It's repetition and it's those type of things. So I think you can go from a great culture to a very poor culture and it can go really fast, you know? And so as you find yourself going into one of those poor cultures, you need to reset and you need to get going, you know, you need to always be reinventing yourself. And so I have seen pieces, if you talk about the culture as a whole, I've seen pieces of it start going away and I have to reel it back in. I think I probably had similar. That's a good way of putting it. It's not that the whole thing just falls apart, even though sometimes it does. 
right? You or it feels it, like it. It feels like it, but really <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, it, it's not actually all falling apart. It's just, you, you kind of lose track of, of little pieces. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and like what we talked about earlier, just a second ago about how people want to be connected and things like that, you know, you can be focusing on this person that's having a lot of struggle, but then your rock star person over here is not getting any contact and that can be just as dangerous, you know, even though they're totally solid and they're going to do good because that's who they are. You've got to watch it all and you've got to be, you've got to be a little bit of, a little bit of everything. You know, you think about the guy at the circus, you know, that's spinning the plates. You know, I, I saw this talk the other day on the internet just about how your life is never going to be just like, oh, I can focus perfectly proportionate amounts of time on everything that I'm doing, you know, and they compared it to this, you know, the guy at the circus spinning plates, you have to sit there and spin this plate and then go to the other plate and spin that plate. And then you have to go to the other plate and spin that plate. And then also that plate falls off and you have to pick it up and start spinning it again. I think it's very comparable to culture and it's comparable to anything that we're doing you're never going to be able to be perfect in every area. And so we need to do our best and just, you know, try to be as, you know, try to keep spinning that plate as much as possible. It's never done. Yeah. Right. You're never it, done. It honestly isn't. And that's what, that can be draining and that can be hard. But once again, it goes back, find the right people and share that with others. Finding that right people. I know we talk about how and share the success with is. each other as but, well. But yeah, sharing successes. I like that because yeah, sharing successes with others as well and help, help them out especially in a situation like where you have department heads and, and each of the departments, they're trying to help push a healthy culture, a, a culture of accountability, a culture of, you know, great performance, a culture of, you know, whatever those things, whatever it is that you're trying to be known for, trying to portray when they have successes. Yeah. Sharing that with each other makes all the difference and, and helps you know that it's possible. So earlier we were chatting prior to the show and you were talking a bit about you had a job years ago that your boss had talked about having creating a Disneyland experience. Yep. And and so tell us a little about that that situation. I that was interesting. Yeah, I was a a young it was one of my it was probably one of my first jobs after high school or something. I worked at the the, the St. George Rec Center. And I had this my boss, his name was Kurt. He's a family friend of ours, one of the most exceptional men we've ever me and Clint both know him, you know, but exceptional, exceptional guy. And you talk about culture, he would always tell us to have a Disneyland attitude. And I was always like it was kind of funny because I was a young guy. I respect him like no other. And I did at that time. And I always have. Um, he was a baseball coach of mine and different things like that. And so I respected him perfectly. But I remember like laughing with others going, yeah, Disneyland attitude. And what he meant by that was, hey, be your best self to everybody. You're always on stage, right? And these are things that I've learned later on that now I understand where he's coming from. But, you know, it's like if you're walking by a piece of paper on the floor, pick it up. You know, don't wait for the custodian to pick it up, you pick it up, you know, and those are the types of things. And so I remember, you know, in the staff meeting, remember Disneyland attitude, he would always, always preach it every single time. And I remember sitting there going, oh my gosh, why does he always bring this up? He always talks about this and others would laugh about it. And we'd all, we'd all joke about it all once again, fully respected him. We all loved him, but it was always just something that was kind of a, kind of a funny thing that we would talk about. And, and it's really interesting because I run into that same thing right now. You know, I, want people to have a Disneyland attitude at my place. Now I want us to pick up the paper. I want us to do those types of things. And it's just so interesting that sometimes I'm like, gosh, why don't people understand that? Why don't people get along, you know, do that with me? And I was talking to you earlier about this and I was like, I was that person. I was that person that totally, I did it still, but I wasn't fully engaged. 
And it's so you funny. You complied, but you didn't get it, so to speak, totally, right? You, you did, totally. bought in all the yeah. way here. And I would have considered myself a really great employee and a great person. I don't think I've ever been different, but it's really funny how as time goes on and an experience, you learn more and more. And so I really think, you know, this is the plug for those people that you feel like are not engaging. Help them see the vision and continue on. They're just learning, you know what I'm saying? So, but it's really, it's really interesting because it's probably just payback for me now. Um, that <laughs> when you have what people I did that yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sitting there, yeah, well, it's just it's so funny because I've thought about it a ton that I'm like, I was that person. I was a great employee. I really feel, I you know, I was not doing anything I wasn't supposed to do. I wasn't, you know, I was showing up to work on time. I was doing everything that you should do, but ultimately. I was not helping push the culture forward. You know, at that point in time, I didn't seem like a big deal at all. You know, and, and we were dealing with the rec center where, you know, what were we dealing with? But, but what could I have done maybe? Maybe I could have affected some little kid to have a better life or something. I don't know. There's so many things that you could think about that could have changed. You know, there's so many different things that could have changed that if I would have been more engaged and more bought in, I guess, you know. So, I don't know. It's just a thought. Do you have anybody at you know perhaps your current operation or one more recent that struggled to see the vision but yet you did intentionally did something to help them come around can you think of any examples or or even just in general what you've done with with people like that yeah i think you know what there's lots of people that fail to see the vision and honestly sometimes that vision comes in clearer and blurry, it goes in and out, in and out all the time. And, and, and that's really where, you know, I've had it happen to me before to where I've like started going, okay, is this even worth it? What are we doing? Like, you know, I beat my head against a wall trying to, yeah. You know, you're going to staff meeting and like, does anyone get this? Like, am I the only one? Or people sitting on their cell phones as you're up there bearing your heart out, trying to help them see the vision. Exactly. And, and now I, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, I was that guy. You know what I'm saying? And not intentionally, nor did I have any kind of malintent. It was strictly just because it's all about being engaged, right? So, I mean, yeah, you run into it all the time. Like I said, I've even been that person, you know? So, and in my current role, I have to always check myself. There's times that you get down and it sometimes is lonely, but you just have to pick yourself up again and keep going. Yeah. As the leader, that's, it's hard because not only are you trying to help everyone else see the vision of what you're trying to create. But you have to keep the vision yourself because you if you don't typically have someone else reminding you either. <laughs> so so if you lose track of it, you know, it's, you know, so goes everyone else because the, the people will everyone will do as the leader does. Yep, exactly. No, and we see that all the time. You know, just that, you know, your staff, will, your staff is going to respond the way you respond. And so and then another thing to add to that whole thing about culture and, and leadership, someone told me the other day, in fact, it was kind of a. Well, it was something to do. My staff was making fun of like some of my department heads. They weren't making fun of me. I don't I say that loosely, but they were they were mimicking something I say. Like I always say, hey, watch your labor. Watch this. You know, I do all these things. And they were like mocking, you know, just joking around with me doing that. But I heard a quote one time that it said something like, you know, you're doing a good job as a as a leader when your people can imitate you. Yeah. Well, so so going back, we talked about chief reminding officer with Patrick Lencioni. That's that's the Is book that from there. Okay, he, that's the portion where he says that he says. I always thought I made that up. Yeah, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> you just read enough to yeah. to to get that. That's awesome. No, that's it's so true. Yeah, if someone's mimicking you, that means you're doing it right. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. So there you go. 
That's excellent. I love that. That's fantastic. What last insights do we have for people? You know, you're you're someone who has a 24-7 operation like like Travis. You have an operation like mine where most of our employees are out in the community working all over the place. Or if you're working remote, or if you work in just a traditional office and maybe you only have three people in your entire organization, what do we do? Like what's what's our next step to improving our culture? For me, the thing I've been thinking a ton about is once again, we hear this all the time. It's about relationships with people in, in with your customers and things of that sort. We can find good in everyone and we can find those relationships. That's that's the key to everything. Everyone wants to feel wanted. They want to feel needed. They want to feel accomplished. There's no one that comes to work that wants to do a bad job. There's Even though we might think that because some people come in and they do a poor job, right? But I think... You know, that that's what I think we it's it just starts with the people that we we work with and it starts with the people, how we treat people, you know, how we react to them. You know, if they're having a hard time and they're not catching on, you know, do we move them to a different spot that maybe they could do better? You know, we talk about wrong wrong right seat on the bus, things of that sort. That's that's something that I would that you know, and then also to stick to the principles always. It it doesn't matter what setting you're in, if you're a twenty four seven facility or a nine to five job office Monday through Friday, right? The principles are the exact same every single time. There's no changes to principles. And so that's where I think the key is, you know, principles of culture are getting to know your people, you know, talk to them often and share your vision. I mean, those are the things that I feel like you just keep doing that no matter what, every time, regardless of your setting. Love that. Regardless of what setting you have and regardless of industry, regardless of anything. And that's that's one thing that I have that I have seen. I worked in the healthcare world, same as, as Travis did in the past. And now I'm in a completely different world. But these principles are exactly the same. Because people are people. And we all want to be to be cared for. And we all want to do our best and, and contribute. And so this is fantastic. Well, Travis, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. That's awesome. Excellent. I loved it. Well, hopefully you'll uh, come back on the show with us again in the future. Yeah, that'll be good. Hopefully. Well, thank you so much. Until next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavoroflleadership.com. Thanks for listening.